Hi, this is John Ratzenberger. That's right, the same John Ratzenberger that played the part of the very handsome mailman on the TV show Cheers. Now, it's a little-known fact that, in my heart, I'm just a country boy. Welcome to the NutriBlends Animal Ag Podcast, where we tell the truth about American agriculture. On this podcast, false rumors are run out of town. Misleading marketing gets called out for what it is, and you better have good science to back up your claims or you're getting a boot. You hear me? I'm John Ratzenberger, coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. Clostridium perfringens is a widespread pathogen in the pig environment, but it can be especially problematic for newborn piglets. It causes clostridial enteritis, which results in stunted growth and increased mortality. Producers and veterinarians are looking for options in today's evolving production climate to control this enteric challenge. Joining us today is Dr. Daniel A. Nelson, Senior Swine Nutritionist, with the Pork Technical Services team. Dr. Nelson works closely with nutritionists, veterinarians, and decision makers within feed and swine production companies across the great USA. Through the years, he has coordinated numerous research projects at universities as well as in the field. He he currently resides in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Doctor, what's the primary root of Clostridium perfringens exposure to pigs? Well, from from watching videos of pigs, I think all listeners will agree that pigs are very oral in their nature. Everything in their environment goes in their mouth. So it should be of no surprise that newborn piglets are exposed to and quickly ingest small amounts of feces from their dams. Now, Clostridium perfringens resides in the gastrointestinal tract of animals and is passed in their feces. So, as piglets ingest feces from sows that carry clostridial organisms, and this is almost immediately after they're born, they become infected with clostridium. What happens to piglets that are exposed to Clostridium perfringens? After being ingested by newborn piglets, the clostridial organisms pass through the stomach and into the small intestine. Clostridial organisms attach to epithelial cells within the small intestine, and then they begin to proliferate. They produce a beta-toxin that causes epithelial cell necrosis and desquamation. And these toxins may also cause intestinal hemorrhaging and inflammation, ultimately resulting in diarrhea. Hmm. There are two types of clostridium, type A and type C. Uh, Tell me how they're similar or different in, in their impact on piglets. Sure. Type C has been recognized in the swine industry for literally decades, and and piglets with type C clostridium will generally have a bloody diarrhea, and mortality can be high as as much as 70% within a day or two after they've been born. But on the other hand, clostridium perfringens type A has only been recognized as a problem in swine production in 
oh, I'd say about the last 15 to 20 years. And piglets exposed to type A will generally experience a less severe diarrhea and mortality rates will not be as high as those exposed to type C. However, we should not minimize the end result. The growth of piglets exposed to Clostridium perfringens type A can be stunted, resulting in lighter weight and more uneven pigs at weaning, and this negative effect can last throughout finishing. Is one more common than the other? As I visit with producers and swine veterinarians across the country, the consensus that I hear is that type A is the most prevalent form of Clostridium perfringens in the U.S. swine industry, John. How do control methods impact pathogen shedding? Why is reducing shedding important? That's a great question. Control methods are an important aspect of managing any disease. Infection is the result of both exposure to the organism and the exposure dose. That means that anything we can do to minimize the exposure dose may reduce the negative impact of the disease. What control and treatment options are available to counteract the negative effects of Clostridium? I begin by recommending one of the most basic good animal husbandry practices. Minimize the exposure dose of clostridial organisms to the piglet by reducing the amount of sow feces in the farrowing crate. This means scrape the manure out of farrowing crates daily. A second available option is to vaccinate pregnant sows. However, I'd like to remind farrowing barn managers that they must be attentive to the fact that protection for the piglets in this scenario depends on piglet colostrum intake and make sure that that occurs. Another option that is extremely effective is to feed bacitracin methylene disalicylate, otherwise known as BMD to sows. BMD is approved for control of clostridial enteritis caused by clostridium perfringens in suckling piglets. BMD does not require a VFD feed directive either, so that's a benefit. What is the BMD protocol for clostridial enteritis control? Well, the indications for use state feed to sows from 14 days before through 21 days after farrowing on premises with a history of clostridial scours. Hmm. What has research shown us about BMD and control options? Research results clearly demonstrate that feeding BMD to sows reduces the clostridial load in sow feces, and as a result of less pathogen exposure, piglets nursing sows fed BMD tend to exhibit less scouring, they have a lower pre-weaning mortality rate, and are heavier at weaning than piglets nursing sows that have not been fed BMD. What are the expected outcomes from treating sows with BMD to control clostridial enteritis in terms of return on investment? Well, just, just considering an average increase in weaning weight per pig of about six-tenths of a pound, which the research shows, this can result in an annual net return of from between $5 to $6 per sow. Hmm. Any final thoughts or recommendations for producers? Yes, John. What I commonly see happen is that producers will use BMD. It works very well to control clostridial enteritis, and the problem goes away. 
Then producers pull BMD out of the feed and the scouring and the poor performance come back. Production systems with a history of clostridial enteritis can maintain their best pig performance by keeping BMD in late gestation and lactation diets. And also remind our listening audience, don't overlook the basics. Make scraping the manure out from behind sows in lactation during the first week a priority. Clostridial enteritis results in stunted growth and increased mortality. A program approach, including an approved medication and hygiene, will lend the best results. And I'd like to thank Dr. Nelson for joining us today, and I encourage our listeners to tune in next week to see what's on tap in animal agriculture.